Hi everyone, this is Michaela, one of the OSA peer mentors for the 2020-2021 school year. I'm here with Chris Clark, a senior at Pomona who studied abroad in the fall of 2019. Thanks for joining us today, Chris. Uh, thanks for having me, Michaela. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Would you like to start by telling us a little more about yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Chris, and as Michaela said, I'm a senior at Pomona. I'm um, studying environmental analysis, um, concentrating in biology, which is, for all intents and purposes, environmental science. And so um, I went abroad to Costa Rica in fall 2019 to study tropical ecology and conservation. Um, and yeah, I'm just... I'm on the track team at school and uh, involved in a couple other things. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to be here and talk to you and by extension, everyone else about study abroad. Thank you. Um, so I guess to start, can you just tell us a little bit about why or how you ended up choosing the program that you went on? Yeah, so I wanted to do a program that got me out of the country, obviously, but I also wanted to have an experience that I probably would not have outside of college. And pre-pandemic, I figured that at some point I'd kind of do the traipsing around Europe trip or um, go somewhere else in the, in the world with some of my friends. And I kind of was thinking, where would I probably not go on my own? Um, and so that kind of came to Latin America and um, I wanted to do a program that would help me complete my major, but also where I would like gain skills, both like professional skills for any career I could have in, you know, the environmental science field, but also like language skills. And so I'd already taken some Spanish in high school and earlier in my academic career at Pomona. And so the, the program in Costa Rica seemed to be a good fit for all of the things that I was looking for. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, that sounds like such a um, great opportunity. And I also similarly um, chose my program as somewhere that I didn't think that I would go, you know. And so um, I was curious, can you just tell us a little bit about the structure of your program or like what aspects drew you to that um, in particular? Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to disclaim that my program was extremely odd and like is not at all what I feel like most study abroad experiences are like, just from talking to my other friends who went abroad. But um, my program was very like field intensive. So it was 15 weeks in Costa Rica and a third of that was spent traveling, um, like, ma like mandatory travel for the program. And it wasn't like, um, it was mostly like backpacking and um, traveling and staying in hostels or just camping because it's like, um, a lot of it was field ecology. So a lot of the program was gonna be like going somewhere for five days. And for four of those five days, you, we'd spend like three or four hours just hiking and looking at plants and animals and learning what they were and um, like how they connected with each other and how they functioned within an ecosystem. And so I thought that was really unique um, to kind of have a program where I wasn't really studying at a university, you know? Um, Cause I feel like sometimes within a lot of abroad settings, there can be a sort of sense of comfort that, you know, you're still in, a, in an academic university setting. And um, my program was really unique in that I didn't really feel that way um, because it was, there were nine people total, including myself. And a lot of this field intensive 
kind of remote backpacking through through the forest and so it was very intense but it was also like an experience that I think I probably like will never have ever again in my life which um is sounds weird to say now being that I'm like so young and fingers crossed have a lot more life to live but um it really was like a very unique experience and like way to learn about and travel through a country um that I don't think I'll ever do again just because the the way we did traveling gave us access to a lot of different like research sites and um protected natural areas that I don't think I would have access to if I wasn't affiliated with an institution but at the same time it was nice to not like have to go to school all the time and just like wake up in a tent and like that's your classroom you know so mm -hmm. that was a really cool aspect I appreciated of like a lot of hands-on um experiential learning yeah wow that seems, that sounds awesome especially the um part where you got that field um experience and so have you done any of that kind of like backpacking prior to going abroad and how was that adjustment because I'm sure it was at least somewhat of an adjustment to you know moving around constantly and and working um, hands-on. Yeah um, so actually the summer of 2019 so directly before I went abroad I did a summer research program in field ecology so I was also doing the like sort of backpacking camping thing um, but that was only an eight-week program and the camping backpacking portion was only about three weeks um yeah. so it wasn't that bad of a of a thing of a thing but when it was like two trips of two and a half weeks abroad that was a lot tougher and when I was doing the field ecology program in the summer beforehand it was in California so environments that I was already like pretty comfortable with and like um some of the places I'd already been or like had heard about or like explored um and being in Costa Rica was kind of a shift. It was, you know, it's the tropics. It's, there's like the, the, the mosquitoes are terrible. Like sweat <laughs> yeah. the time, your clothes will never completely dry. Um, and like a lot of the, some of the hiking was like, you know, when it rains, it's not like class is canceled, you still have to go out. And so like the trails get really, really slippery and you just like slide like tens of feet down a hill cause you lose your footing and like, just small things like that that aren't really part of your everyday life you know at Pomona um you know mm. you might fall off your skateboard once or something and like that's kind of embarrassing but like having to fall down the forest like every single day or like step ankle deep in mud like every single day is for like two weeks is an adjustment and so it was kind of hard and like there were times now we would think like this sucks like it is pouring rain and I'm like four miles deep into the forest and like it's going to take me at least like two hours to walk out of here and that's like two more hours in the rain and I'm like getting eaten alive like there were a lot of times when it's just like very easy to focus on like what's hard um but it was helpful for me to just remember that like a I chose to be here and b like this is an incredible experience and like I'm seeing things that I've only watched tv about you know, like mm -hmm. I'm seeing animals that I've only seen on TV with like a British narrator in the background and I'm like 20 feet away. Um, so just like remembering the parts that are incredible and like what like makes you so fortunate to 
be able to participate was helping me adjust, um, even as things were pretty difficult and sometimes gross. Yeah, wow. That sounds like quite the adjustment, um, especially I would imagine those humid like climates um, being so different from where we are at Pomona. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing. That was um, really good advice for students. You know, remember that you chose to be there and it's just such a great experience. Um, so how did this um, differ from what you expected or was this exactly what you expected going into this program? Um, to be quite honest, it wasn't really what I expected. Um, that's partially my fault. I didn't do all the research I should have done before I left, um, mm -hmm. but I, um, I knew that there were going to be field trips, but I didn't know that the field trips were going to be so extensive and intense. So the first day we got to Costa Rica, we had like a three-day orientation. And then after those three days, it might've been two days, after those couple of days, we like left for our first field trip immediately. Um, and we were oh, gone wow. for, two, for two and a half weeks, um, just like camping in uh, a couple different areas of the country. Um, and so that was a really good way to just like jump right into it and like kind of like, I didn't really even have time to prepare my mind. It was just like, all right, like in three days you gotta go. So like pack what you need, like make sure you have enough clothes, enough like everything and like get ready to go. And so it wasn't really what I expected, but I think it was kind of good to like just hit the ground running because I don't know, I'm an overthinker. And so if I had had more time, I would have just like thought this can go wrong, this can go wrong, this can go wrong, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and just like spiraled into a pit of anxiety. And so I, um, I'm kind of glad for that, but um, it wasn't really what I expected, but it was in a lot of ways better than I expected. Cause I, um, you know, when you go to these countries, like they, they like advertise, you know, like, oh, you might see a sloth, you might see a tapir, you might see like this snake, you might see like all these animals that like, people don't actually see that often because okay. they're kind of hard to see, but like, because we got to go to so many like cool remote places with the ex exception of like maybe a jaguar, I think I saw most of like the, the charismatic wildlife that like are advertised in like the pamphlets and stuff. And so that alone made it worth it, like more than I expected for me. Um, but the, yeah, it was, it was a bit surprising at first, but so I just kind of had to like, I don't know, cast aside my anxiety a little bit, which I know is easier said than done, but just kind of be like, okay, like I'm here. I can't really go anywhere. Let's just like dive in head first and um, see what happens. Yeah, wow, thank you for sharing that. Um, I did you, I'm sure you took a lot of pictures of all of those animals or like, um, I, I was just curious, like what was, what would you say is the coolest thing that you saw in your time there? Like number one. Oh man, that's hard. Um, I can, I can, I can narrow it down to maybe <laughs> like four. four things. <laughs> okay. What are the four things? Um, so the first thing is a really cool. It was just kind of like shocking and scary. Um, so like on day, maybe four of the program, we were at this hostel in like, the like just like the, the the rainforest like in the middle of the jungle pretty much mm -hmm. um and we were having class outside um as 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 one does when you 
don't have a classroom. So we were just like sitting on some benches outside and like the, the professors were lecturing. And then um, a fur de lance, which is the most, one of the most poisonous snakes in Costa Rica, just like slithers into the classroom. Oh like, my gosh. While we're in lecture. And so like um, everything stops because somebody screams and it's like, what is that? It's like day four, like nobody knows what it is yet. And they're like, ah, oh, it's a fur de lance. That's very poisonous. And so, or I guess venomous is the correct term. Um, mm -hmm. but it's very venomous and so everyone just like stands up on the on the tables and um one of the props just like gets a like a stick and grabs the snake and puts it in a bucket tosses it back into the forest and we continue having lecture um wow so that was pretty cool um I saw a mother and a like uh not infant but like adolescent tapir mm -hmm. which are super cool because tapirs are kind of rare and so I saw two, actually, two mother-child uh, pairings of tapirs. Wow. Um, I saw some sloths mm -hmm. like, pretty close up. And I saw some, um, some caimans, like, a single-digit number of feet from our boat. And uh, just, like, a lot of dolphins and whales. Um, I saw, oh, wait, actually, I do have one. Sorry. I'm, I had a good time. <laughs> um, the coolest thing I saw for sure was in um, Tortuguero, Costa Rica, which is um, like a tourist town for sea turtles. And I saw, mm -hmm. I saw a fee like an adult female sea turtle lay her eggs and then like flop back to the ocean at like four in the morning. Wow, um, that was probably that's the amazing. Coolest. Yeah. Um, so that's that's so cr crazy that you were able to see all of those things and just this these um, short months. Um, yeah, I, wow, that's just crazy um, that you got to have all those experiences. Um, so how did this, I guess, shape um, who you are now or what you want to do in the future? As yeah. I'm sure it did a bit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I realize that I'm not really built for um, hardcore ecological field work. Um, mm -hmm. Part of the program was an independent research project. And um, I just realized that I just, you know, it's not for me, like kudos to everyone that's out there in the field doing research. You know, I can't, like, I can't do it for mm -hmm. a career. And so I think it's always good to realize what you don't want to do. Um, yeah, I agree. So that was it, that was something that, that was good. I also just like learned more about how I myself can, roll with the punches I guess and like mm -hmm. adapt to situations where like I'm not the most comfortable you know because I'm not mm -hmm. gonna like act like my abroad experience was you know 100% fantastic or like I like was from day one super comfortable and like just like ready to go you know um mm -hmm. but I had to learn how to you know maybe I don't have to be at my best every day but just like how to you know keep it moving and how to like continue with my life despite the difficulties of like whatever's going on. Um, mm -hmm. And so that, that's been huge, especially given the pandemic, I think being abroad and like that skill like really has helped me out um, when things are so uncertain now all the time. Um, and so that was, that was something good as well. And I just like, yeah, I learned a lot about myself, I think, and about how like I want to relate to other people and how I can like 
what I value in friendships and in academic settings and like uh, what I like value about myself in relation to others and just intrinsically. Um, so a lot of a lot of introspection, which is not super uncommon for me, but um, in a relatively short period, I think I did a lot of uh, individual growth. That's so good to hear. Um, and as you mentioned, yeah, with study abroad, there's bound to be those high points and there's bound to be those low points as well. So um, I guess what what did you do to kind of cope with or get through those not as easy times um, during your time abroad? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it was just like being honest with yourself and like being honest with like the people on your program. Um, if you're friends with everyone in your program, that's great. Um, I don't know, it seems kind of unlikely, but mm -hmm. at least like, having one person, you know, who you feel like you can talk to. And like, if I was feeling a certain way, I like, if I was feeling a certain negative emotion, I would just think about like, okay, like what is making me feel this way? Like, why am I so irritable today? Or like, why am I sad today? Um, mm -hmm. And like thinking about it and then maybe going to my friend of the program and be like, yo, like X, Y, Z has been bothering me. Like, have you felt that way about it too? Um, and oftentimes the answer is yes, like more often than not. And so that obviously that doesn't really help like solve the problem, but that first step of like, I don't know, feeling, feeling not alone in your emotions and like mm -hmm. validated in your thought processes is super important for me. Um, and so just like being honest with myself and like with my friends on the program about like this like thing that the professor said or did like, rubbed me the wrong way like did you feel that way about it too and like they say yes and you're like okay cool like what can we do about it and then like that's how you get to like solving the issues and like I don't know I was surprised about how much better I felt just by talking about it like even if I even if we didn't come up with a solution for whatever was making us feel upset or angry or whatever like just like talking about it and venting was super important um and just like recognizing what you sh can and should do to take care of yourself um like sometimes you know you're having a hard day and like there's an essay that's due in a week or like a few days like I would just like not work on the essay because I knew that I wouldn't get anywhere and I would just like not feel good about the work that I did so I'm just like okay like I will take the night off it's already 6 p.m like I'll just go to bed early get started tomorrow and like try to reset that way um and so just like being really more like mindful than normal because I, like you're out of your comfort zone a lot of the time and when you're going abroad so just like being very, very mindful about how you're feeling um, and why you're feeling that way um, was good for me. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, I totally agree with everything you said. And um, I know when I went abroad too, it was really important for me to realize and acknowledge like my feelings and not try to, you know, just like hide from them yeah. um, as I was feeling them. And so um, thank you for all of those tips. And um, I kind of wanted to shift the conversation a little because you did mention that you're on the PP um, track and field team. And so a lot of the student athletes going abroad, I know a common um, concern for them is, you know, how am I going to stay in shape to be able to return to the team that I'm leaving for a semester? So um, would you mind sharing a little bit about how you maintained your physical fitness or how you kept in touch with your teammates um, and any advice you have for student athletes looking to take that trip abroad? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to start by saying I came back from abroad in 
worse shape for sure than when I left. Like, it's very hard, borderline impossible to like stay in that shape that you are in on campus just because like it's built, it's a built-in part of your day when you're an athlete, like you have practice from whatever, from like four to seven or whatever. And like a lot of times you'll eat dinner as a team after. So like there's this like built-in fitness and nutrition that's going on that is not going on when you're abroad. Um, I also think that my program was a little bit unique in that a lot of it was mandatory hiking. And so like I would spend a lot of my days like hiking a couple miles or a few miles and just be like, I'm like, that's exercise. Like I'm done. I can't then like go run or anything. Um, but a lot of times what I would do is just like, if I had time and it was nice out, just like go for a run a couple miles. Um, or during the home, during, we had a, a month long homestay period in between um, field trips. Um, and so, you know, if there was, there was a, a small gym in the town. And so I'd go lift a little bit or like do body weight stuff in my room. Um, but the, the, the semester that I was abroad, um, there were two of my, two or three of my teammates that were also abroad and so in um, different countries. And so we would have like a little messenger group chat where we would just like, just talk about how abroad was going, but also like affirm each other and like support each other for working out. Like, um, and like for really small stuff. So like if one of us like even ran a mile or two that day, it's like, I ran two miles today and everyone would just like, oh my God, like you're amazing. Like, congratulations. Like you're gonna be so fast when we get back in the spring. And so like, just like being, not putting pressure on yourself to like do everything that you do on campus, but like congratulating yourself for the little, little things and just like, if your sport is important to you, then like you will find a way to work out, you know, and like mm -hmm. to stay in shape. And like, I honestly probably ran while I was abroad, like less than, less than 10 times in 15 weeks. But part of like what helped a lot was the hiking. And so like, just remember that there's other ways to get exercise too. Like, even if you're not, you know, even if you can't swim or like, if you can't like, I don't know, practice whatever ball sport you play because the country you're going to doesn't have the facilities for it. You know, there's mm -hmm. like a lot you can do just to like stay in shape, um, like aerobically or um, with like strength stuff. And so just like doing what you can, but like not putting too much pressure on yourself to do more. Yeah. Thank you for that advice. I think a lot of student athletes can um, kind of, you know, put, be put at ease for um, you with your experience because yeah, similarly, I, I am also on the PP swim and dive team and, and before going abroad, that was one of my concerns um, was staying in shape for the season that I was going to return to. Um, but in actuality, like you said, you know, if, if it's important to you, then you will find a way, even if it's not as rigorous as it would be while you're on campus. Um, and so, yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, before we wrap up, I just wanted, I was wondering, do you have any um, like final advice or um, notes for students who are thinking about going on this program or any advice that you can offer them? Well, if you're thinking about going to Costa Rica specifically, um, make sure you have a good pair of hiking shoes. 
um, and a good raincoat and um, an upbeat attitude also. And like, just like there, yeah, I mean, just do your research. Like there's some things that like you should know about the country that you're going to before you go. Um, even if they're like, like there's small things like in Costa Rica, you can't flush your toilet paper when you use the bathroom, you have to put it in the trash because the plumbing system can't handle that. And like, that's something that's really easy to just like figure out when you get there and like, isn't really that big of a deal for a lot of people, but just like, it's good to know little things so that you feel less surprised and more at ease when you're there. And so doing a little bit of research beforehand is pretty good. Um, but if you're thinking about going to Costa Rica, make sure you have good, uh, good hiking equipment, just like, boots and a raincoat and pants and uh don't bring anything that you like wearing because it will get ruined by the <laughs> the weather so what about any um experiences or trips or activities that you would um suggest for those going to Costa Rica or on your program in particular um I would say even if your program has a lot of hiking like mandatory and like embedded into the structure i'd say still do hiking on your own because um a lot of times when somebody makes you do something you want to do it less and you have less of a good time at least in my experience and so going hiking on your own is a good way to like both reconnect with yourself but also like focus on what you want to focus on and like not focus on whatever stuff you're learning about the area that you're just like but really just like experience and like when I was hiking on my own was when I was happiest because I would be like, wow, like this might be the most beautiful place that I've ever been in the entire world. And I like get to be here right now, you know? And like when I was hiking with the class, it was like, this is really pretty, but I don't have time to focus on that because I have to remember the like scientific names of these 10 species that we just learned, you know? Um, and so just like mm -hmm. taking time to do things for yourself. Um, Panama is also really cool if you have the chance to go. And um, a lot cheaper than Costa Rica. Like the, the cost of things in Costa Rica is pretty similar to the cost of things in the States, but things in Panama are much, much cheaper. And it's pretty close depending on where it's like, you know, just like the Southern, the Southern border. So, and Panama has some great snorkeling and hiking and some really cool uh, bat caves if you're into that type of thing. Um, so if you have the chance to go to Panama, definitely um, take that opportunity. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for sharing all that you did today. Um, this is, it was so great to hear about your experience in Costa Rica. Um, I think this was um, just an amazing conversation. And I don't know if you have any last words for those listening. Um, no, just like, thanks for taking the time to talk to me, Michaela. And um, I hope that whoever the next class of Pomona students is that gets to go abroad has a great time and just like doesn't doesn't like take it for granted and just like enjoys everything like all the opportunities that are afforded to them thank you so much Chris have a good rest of your day you too <laughs>